I want to tell you something about us who are believers, okay? And why the richest people are actually Muslims, but now the born-agains have, have gotten up and we have taken, uh, we are now acting on the word of God which we have believed. None of those people have got a promise from God apart from us. But you see, for us, we sit back and we are talking to the Lord and we are saying, Lord, increase us. I don't know where that gospel came from, that you want the Lord to bless you, but you want to hold what you have and not release it to God. Now, let's give ourselves a clear example, is that I was not there when he and Dora were having the transaction. I call it a transaction, isn't it? But he knew in his spirit, he had the voice of the Lord. The Lord said to him, release. Dora, on the other hand, did not have. But she had been praying. She had been saying, Lord, make a way, make a way, make a way. This is how God answers prayer, is that God will answer prayer through people. So now she had a need, he had the voice of the Lord, and he obeyed. He said, you know what, I'm going to bless her. And he blessed her. But you see, in blessing her, the phone call that blessed him, the money that he says for us for yesterday, it came in under an hour. This is how the room of the supernatural works, is that every time we obey the voice of the Spirit of God to act, something just happens. So now when he released to her, I showed up moments later. Now when I showed up, as we were busy talking, he, he got the phone call when I was with him. When he got the phone call, he comes back and says, I have my miracle for today. So my friend just called me and says he wants to have breakfast with me, and he has a small envelope for me. But you see, I did not know in the background that he had released something that he had in his hand, and God knew how much he needed it. But you see, he was faithful enough to release that into the hands of somebody else who needed it, but you see, he wasn't releasing into her. He was releasing to the Lord. When he released to the Lord, then the Lord released into his hand what he needed the most. Now, I want to help you people understand how the Lord works according to scripture. I've talked about this before, but I, the Lord led me to it today. Now, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. There's a way we, we look at salvation today. When I sow in this currency, I am going to reap in this currency. Because no single person plants beans and then he says he wants to harvest coffee. It will never happen, even if you do the most powerful witchcraft. Even if they say your grandmother, even she removes her clothes, it can thunder. No way. As long as you plant beans, you'll harvest beans. You have to, guys, you need to understand that these are divine principles that cannot be changed, unfortunately. Even if I, I pray for you, I lay both my legs and my hands on you. If you don't act on divine principle, it's just never going to happen. It's a fact of life. I don't know if I'm making sense. So I told him, I said, no, for me, because I'm expecting a harvest in this currency here. So I want to give to the Lord. I want to give to the Lord in this currency because God cannot be mocked. The thing that you sow is the very thing that you reap. You will never find a goat giving birth to a cat. Is that you cannot move yourself from point A to point B. Guys, let's forget the things of, oh, you know, I'm going to pray and then things are going to happen like this. No. There's divine principle. There's prayer, but there's divine principle which you must act on. Because if you don't take that step of faith, it's not going to happen. 
I have to be frank with you because God has put it down in his word. It's clear. What you are expecting to harvest is the very thing you must plant. It's that simple. I'm here to see a farmer who has planted sorghum. You know, in the village for us to grow sorghum. Who has planted sorghum, then he begins marketing rice. He says, I am expecting to harvest rice. Be ready. I have been praying. You can walk in that garden, but that sorghum will never turn into rice. Why? Because the seed you planted was a seed of a sorghum. Because there's life in a seed. But remember, for that seed to be able to yield harvest into your life, it must be planted and it dies. In other words, you must, for you to plant it, you first lose it. For it to be able to come back into your life. Now, everything that you plant comes back. Everything that you eat, it will never come back into your life. So, what are you expecting? What is it that you desire with your life? Now, words are the most powerful seeds you can plant. You can't sit here and you begin to say, huh, I... I'm expecting some kamani. If only I could get collect like 600,000. Now in your head you have calculated that I'm going to rent a house of 200,000. Then yaka for 20K is enough for one month. There's the way you've budgeted your entire life at 600. You cannot rise up beyond that confession. Because that's exactly what you're saying to the Lord. It's the seeds you're sowing in your destiny. It's that simple. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's again something about that, that that's, I, there's a hypocrisy in the church today is that for you to be a born again, everybody, Mr. Arthur, thinks that you must live a certain modest life. You, you understand what I'm saying? Is that there's a way they expect that you must be modest. So in other words, the rest of these things should be for the people of the world. In other words, it's okay for a born again, it's okay for a Muslim, a Muslim man to have a home in that hill called Naguru and a believer in humble beginnings and you have a home in Sonde. You get what I mean? Eh? You get what I mean? For you, where are you? You are there even, the, even to get there. But you say you are a what? But it's okay for a person who does not know God at all. Let, let's be realistic. What secret do they know that we don't know? And, and those are the questions we must ask ourselves. The church must ask themselves questions today. When a believer rises up and God has blessed them and they're living a, a good life, then everybody says, that one needs large. And do you see that hypocrisy? How are you going to expect your children to be blessed? How are you going to, how do you, how would you take possession of the world? So then now for you, because they planted the seeds of being modest in your life, then you say, anyway, if one day I could get, if I could buy my two borders, then I get my guys who can run, ride my borders in town. Then now you've, in your head you've calculated that a border border will give you 10K a day. So two borders brings you how much? 20K. What happened to the God you believe in? Let's be realistic, people. But it's the word of God. It says God cannot be mocked. The very thing you sow is the very thing you reap. Now, look at your entire plans. There's no faith in them at all. There's purely logic in them. It's just logic. Now, look at him. 
He says, every day I'm expecting a money miracle. And did I tell him that? No, it's his faith. He believes that God can actually give this to me on a daily. On a daily. So, the definition of your life has to be entirely based on the seeds you sow into your destiny. Talk about your plans. But expand them. Talk about them in terms of what God can do. I have never based anything on my strength. I always say, wait and see what my God will do. I always say, you will see the Lord do this for me. You will see what God... For me, there's no day you'll say, hear me say, I'm going to do this. Never. I'll always tell you, this is what the Lord is going to do for me. And I believe it. Now, I don't care how long it takes. As far as I know, my confession is prayer enough. The Bible says in Matthew 19, 26, is that for with God, all things are possible. Now, if God, all things are possible, why, why are you limiting God in your thinking? Why are you limiting God in your planning, in your thought pattern? Why? I mean, it's okay for a Muslim to get the best job as a head of an organization, isn't it? And you are born again, you are stuck in one place, 10 straight years, you're earning 2.3 million gross. And the number of loans you have, you even default on, on your tithe with God because you have loan from this bank. While you're about to finish, the bank says, can we give you a top-up? Which, which tell me which employee does not understand top-up. Every person who has worked understands what they call top-up. But God has a different method. God has a different mechanism. The realm of the spirit operates completely differently from the realm of the natural. You just need to understand the laws of God. You have to understand the laws of the Lord. And if we don't understand divine principle, it will be difficult because God has it's so clear. He said, God cannot be mocked. Which school is the one that kids to go to? Oh, Lohana, Samanyi, where? Chitende. You, you're planning for your child like that. Now, and do you know, because this is what you say, eventually everything falls in place and the kid goes to Chitende. Are you seeing? And the kid, I want my kid to get government sponsorship. Indeed. The kid gets government sponsorship. We are a direct product. We are a direct consequence of everything that our parents said, whether you like it or you don't like it. So now you can determine the destiny of your children by sowing the right word into their lives. There is no way my goats can go to UCU. Never. Let my goats go and graze in Harvard, in Yale, in New York. Why not? There are so many kids there of people. Am I not a people? Okay. But let my children study there. So when they ask them, who is your father? I cannot deny them the destiny which is due to them. Because if I plant this destiny in them, the seed in them, they will believe it. They will not take anything less. And you know, that seed is for generations. Do you think that her child can go to Harvard? And then, no, you have to go to Harvard. Then she allows her son to go to Gulu. University of what? Gulu. Do you, do you guess what I'm saying? How can your child go to New York, to Harvard, then you send yours back to Gulu? If it is not witchcraft, what is it? So now, you, you, you cannot, you can't have small, little plans about your career. You, because in the eyes of the Lord, every conversation is a seed. You remember that. And you have planted it. And as, unfortunately, you cannot call it back. Have you ever seen a single man, even the witch doctors, when it has rained, he makes it reverse and it rains back? 
Have you ever seen it happen? Even the greatest of Barogo, when it rains, he cannot make it unrain. Never. But now the rain is going back to form clouds. It's the same thing with the words we speak. So every conversation is a seed. It's the reason why you must never keep people around you who you don't admire. You can never keep people around you who you don't look up to. Stop making friends with people and you're the one better than them 10 times. What? Guys, I have to be frank with you. Because the seeds, you are the one going to be sowing seeds in them. But you also need people to sow seeds in you. Seeds of faith. Seeds of hope. Seeds that it can actually get better. You need friends who can challenge you. The conversations you have with your friends. The Bible is clear. Amos 3.3, what does it say? It said, can two walk together except if they agree? Oh, child of God. Find people of faith. People who challenge your faith in the Lord. People who believe in miracles. People who believe in the supernatural. And tap into them. But you can't have conversations. If every conversation is a seed, then why are you having the negative? Why do you even listen to the negative conversation? How, why do you even listen to the person who says, if you're in the circle and somebody says, you who is there and you want to be promoted, forget, for us, we've been in this company longer than you. We've been here 10 years, they've not promoted us. You think they'll promote you? Do you know that's a powerful seed? Do you know that if you listen to them, you're going to believe? Indeed, it is true. If this one has been here 10 years, I've only been here six months, I'll never get promoted. Let me tell you, child of God, the moment you believe that seed, your confession will change. And yet you may have come with faith in the name of Jesus Christ. But then that faith is watered down because of the conversation you chose to listen to. Miracles only thrive in an atmosphere of faith. Do you know? Almost everybody has a miracle. Do you know why miracles are thriving in this place? It is because we believe in miracles. We believe that God can heal. We believe that Jesus Christ healed. But if you were here and I am preaching to you and I'm sowing words of doubt, I'm sowing words of discouragement, and I'm here telling you to go, and you know, start small. You go and buy a caproti of 50 by 50. Kazoko eh? Soko, you go there. If I'm here and I'm telling you, you know, you can get a good piece of land. You know, even faith begins somewhere. What is wrong with your somewhere being Nadia? Take a step of faith. Telling you these things because they are real. This is reality. And you cannot rise up beyond your faith. God can only work within the confines of your faith. If a miracle happened to you, you need to understand. Listen good and listen carefully and write it down. Is that the miracles can only be proportionate to the size of the faith you have. In other words, if the miracles coming to you are miracles of 10,000, 20K, it is exactly proportionate to the faith that you have. But tomorrow, if your faith is stirred up and you begin to put yourself and look up to and surround yourself with people who believe God for the impossible, soon enough, you're going to begin believing God for the impossible. You see, he believes God every day for a cash miracle. You know what he hasn't put it yet? He hasn't put a figure to it. Are you seeing? It, it's simply because he has not put his faith to it. It's not defined. It is not defined. Child of God, the Lord God Almighty is alive. This Jesus Christ whom you believe is on the throne. But the Lord has bound himself to principles in his word. So exactly what you saw, that's exactly what you are going to reap. Now remember, it cuts a everything. So the choice is yours right now. What are you choosing to do? My children, it is in their spirits. They know it. Everything I'm telling you today, I practice it with them. I'm not despising your plans. I'm simply saying that's the measure of faith that I have. And I'm transferring it to my children. 
I want them to believe with me. And let me tell you, there can be no witchcraft against faith, which is firmly built on Jesus Christ. It's not there. So wherever you want to go, it will be exactly proportionate to the level of faith that you possess. Whatever you will ever receive from the Lord, it will be exactly proportionate to the faith that you have in him. If you believe God for the impossible, the impossible certainly will happen. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. No single person can tell me that there's a disease that God cannot heal. When I see a blind person, my eyes are itching to lay hands on them so that they can open. I love God opening blind eyes. I've seen about 30 that God has opened. Blind eyes. I love miracles because they prove that Jesus Christ is Lord. I love miracles. You, if you come to this ministry, you belong to this ministry, I want your faith to be possessed. Possess a faith for miracles. Possess a faith for the impossible. I don't care if you've been home for long. Let me tell you, God will do it. Even tomorrow morning, you wake up to a job, I can tell you that God can do that. Don't so see, the Jews did exactly that in the wilderness. They grumbled against Moses. If only we had died. The Lord said, eh? He said, you tell them, I will do to them as I have heard them say into my ear. That is the reason why I say to you that every conversation is a seed. So choose your conversation. I know, you know, we pay so much attention to the time when we go to prayer on our knees and you think that's the sacred time. I know it is sacred time, but child of God, and listen and listen good. Everything you said during the day also counts. I don't know if I'm making sense. So those seeds will come back. It's the reason why for those, if you've been around me, you will never hear a small plan. Never. Why? Because I, lest I make a mistake and sow a seed which I don't want to grow. So why do you plant seeds that you don't want to grow? Because any, any seed planted, whether wanted or unwanted, it will yield a fruit back into your life. And, and it's a fact that I would like you, all of you, to remember. Do you know why your children go to the school they go to? Do you know why you live in the place where you live? Do you know why you have the job you have? It's a direct consequence of the seeds you sowed yourself. If in your heart you have planted seeds of meekness, meek shall you be. You can't rise up beyond your confession. You can't. It's the reason why I plant seeds of greatness in my children. Because I don't want them to go through the life I've gone through. I don't want that. Not, not as, as sure as my God is alive. I cannot allow them to go through that. But you see, the seed starts now. You plant it in them now when they are young. You know, for many of us, we grew up knowing poverty. I think almost everyone in this room. We all grew up, grew up knowing poverty. You know, hardship where you have to be home, where there's no fees, and, and, and things are so tough. And yet you see your parents doing everything they can. You need to understand that our lives back then were a direct consequence of the faith that they had and of the seeds that they sowed. So don't look at your life and say, and by the way, don't compare your past to your future. Your past and your future have got nothing to do in common. But you can determine tomorrow by what you say and what you do today. Child of God, don't just look at sowing physical seeds. You know, we pay so much attention. The physical seeds are good, but I love the spoken seed. It is effective. Do you know the things you say today? You will forget. Heaven doesn't forget. So 10 years later, then you see things happening in the fashion day and you say, wait a minute. And the Holy Spirit has a way of bringing things to your memories. But do you remember on the day you say this and that to the ear of the Lord? Your choice. But remember, this is so practical. Change your conversations. Allow the Holy Spirit to change your friends. Change your confessions. They change your atmosphere. Change your environment. Change who you listen to. 
Change who you look up to. Come on, people. You can't look up to somebody as broke as you. Then you expect your life to change. It's impossible. Have something that challenges you. Have someone who inspires your faith. Have somebody who stirs you up, who you just love to listen to. Turn on the radio and just listen. Faith comes by hearing. But hearing by the word of the Lord. Because you need to make drastic decisions regarding your life, regarding your destiny. You must make them. If you keep listening to your village people who keep telling you, oh, you know, your life does not have to be like that. Why do you settle for the least when God can give you the very best? I know that God gives good gifts. And how do I know it? It's there in the Bible. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 to 11. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to his children. So let me ask you, the thing you're asking from God, is it a good gift or just any gift? When you go to the Lord, remember to ask for the very best. And God will give you the very best. The reason why we don't receive the very best is because you say, anyway, if, even if I can just get quite a caca, then heaven says, God says, is there an angel in charge of kaka? Then the angel says, yeah. Ah, I don't know. We will see. Then they find for you a kaka. Indeed, it comes it is a kaka. And you're, you're there, you are squatting in your small car. You're, now, if you're tall like me, the knees are on the steering, and the, the steering is on the chest. So you're squatting like this. Then, meanwhile, what song are you playing? Yes, Now the guys, now even the guys in the taxis, they begin to people like this. Then they say, hmm. they, they don't have, but the way they are looking at you and you are blessing them. But for you, you're saying, I'm saving. It is little, it's like this. It's a small loaf of bread, like this. I'm trying to challenge your faith. Stir it up and you're going to see the Lord. Maybe you have come up to where you are by your strength. But there's something more. Where your strength ends, that's where the Holy Spirit is and is waiting. You know, you see the clothes you, you're putting on right now? It is not because it is what you can afford. It is because it is what you said. Let's first remove the element of money. What you're putting on is a direct result of what you said. No, who planted the seed? It's the friends you have around you. What did they say to you? Me have my guy. Where? Down there, I have my guy. The things are nice. So you went there because somebody planted the seed in you. But what about those who have got stuff from Turkey, from London? He said, all his suits, they come from England. Meanwhile, you are saying, I have my guy. Where is he? Downtown there. Even to reach there. You park the car over where? Then you walk three miles down there. Then they tell you, you know what? I got new stock. Then they open for you. You know, those big things, the bales. They open for you. You are the first. It's a seed. You are looking exactly like you are believed. Do you think that he has a million dollars to buy suits? But it's a choice. Even him, he will tell you, it's a company he keeps that determines who he is and what he is. What happened to your God? I'm, I'm being realistic. You may get upset, but I'm telling you reality. Is that these things do not joke with them. So how you look, how you dress, it's exactly a seed planted in you. Somebody told me, I know my people. Just make a phone call, they will bring. Everything, when they look at you, everything about you, the boxers, a second hand. The trousers, a second hand. The vest, a second hand. Now, you're carrying somebody's reproach. How will God bless you? Now, you don't know this guy of boxers what he was doing. 
Now the guy may be a mortician, and that's what he does. For him, all his job is to fix dead bodies in the mortuary. You know, put, to put a nice tie, you know, comb the hair a bit. That's the vest you have. And then the shirt, the shirt may be for a grave digger. The belt may be for a pastor, I don't know. So now when, 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 when demons start to compete, they don't even know who wins. And then you say, but eh, from the day I bought this thing, things just fell apart. Have you not seen such things? There was a car we had. I have to be frank with you. There's a guy, a wonderful partner in the ministry, sold us a car. That car was a locust. You put in 50,000 now. Mr. One, you remember? It reaches the gate. The fuel is over. I am telling you this. 50,000. Who drink? Who drank it? That's a locust. The number of times he would call me. So from home to town, 200K. The things you buy. When I came back from, from my prayer and fasting program, he gave us another car, a Land Rover. My God, another locust. That one, it was not drinking fuel. It was drinking oil. In a day, 10 liters of oil. Oil is more expensive than fuel. <laughs> I said, this is an expensive demon. A demon which drinks oil like this? It's unacceptable. We suffered with that car. These kids will tell you how many times they stayed home. I told him, I don't know how to borrow. Stay home. There's no car. This is 2018, by the way. They stayed home. In a week, they would go to school twice, maybe, or thrice. There's time over, they were going over, then they stopped Mesomon and Ken stopped somewhere. There's a woman whose car was stuck. They are there, but they are good Samaritans. They stopped to help her. Their locust dies. But the woman, it has what? It has worked. <laughs> now, the others died. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at home. So every time the kids leave for school, you are there holding the phone saying, <laughs> If they don't call you in two hours, you know they're on their way back. I mean, that's, that was the locust. Was he a good person in church? Yes, wonderful partner, a good friend. But reproach is transferable. I talk about these things so that you can detest them. Before you buy your car, talk to God about it. Because you may bring a locust home. And I'm telling you, a locust, it devours every day. It is taking something. Do you know that locust of ours? It's in the garage there. It has been there two years. It is still swallowing money to this day. I said, you know what, this must be there. The day it came out, that same day it got an accident. I was blaming myself. I said, it is my faith that brought me to this point. I began telling Mr. Kenya and Mr. Monya, I said, wait. I said, next year. I said, watch and see what God is going to do next year. I said, I am going to have a, a fleet of black cars. I said, you will see. I will tell them that every day. And you know, I will begin to prophesy to myself whenever the Land Rover fails. I said, you wait and see. This Land Rover will pack it. I'll pack it. Meanwhile, as I'm talking about black cars, I had no money, not a coin, but I said there will be black cars. Do you know what the Lord did? The Lord brought them, the black cars, and I had no coin at the time of the confession. And you see what I'm saying? Is that in your time when things are bad, don't curse, prophesy to yourself. Amen. It's the secret, it's divine principle. It says God cannot be mocked. Be careful the seed you sow. Be careful. If it is the only thing you remember today, make a change today. There's some people you're going to have to let go. Let them go. They will not take you anywhere. The things of you, let me tell you, I don't have many friends. My friends are a handful. But if you're my friend, you're my friend. Now for you, you have 30. Have friends who are going to take you somewhere. Don't keep friends 
I don't, your, your life, maybe it's not precious. Mine is precious. My time is precious. I can't just give it to anybody. You value your time. And you see what God will do with you. Talk to God about friends. Tell the Lord, I'm tired. I want to fire every friend I have. Bring me the right friends. God will bring you the right people in your life who will encourage you, who will love you the way you are, who will stir up your faith, who will help you believe God for the impossible, and who will change your life. God will bring them. When they say, who is your pastor? Ah, Pastor Mark, a wonderful guy. I love him. Meanwhile, Arthur and you are going in the opposite directions. He's going to Entebbe, you're going to Mokono. What am I trying to tell you about that is that you can be born from the same womb, okay, and believe differently, and God uses you differently, and does God things differently in your life, yet you are born of the same womb. Make a choice today. I've delivered to you the word of the Lord, and I pray that you have taken heed to this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for this word. Lord, we have heard your word, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. Father, I've given your children the word exactly as you gave it to me. Now I speak over the offering. This is a seed, dear Lord. It is a seed for the word which you have spoken into their lives. And I know that their lives will never, ever be the same again after today. And Father, as they go, bless them. Let your presence go with them. If anyone came here sick or feeling pain, let them receive their healing this very moment in the name of Jesus. If they have a loved one who is at home, let that healing anointing find them at home and let it heal their loved ones. And Abba Father, as they go, I bring them under the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I declare that, Lord, they will live and not die. In Jesus' name we pray.